tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show. Welcome to. Um, it's it, we we've almost like Chicken Little, the sky is falling or whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I told Mark we Tuesday. Tuesday afternoons, Braylon has after school stuff on Tuesdays yeah. and Thursdays at school. And Tuesday, we picked him up. And uh, but Ladonna and I get him in late in the afternoons, a couple of days a week, right? Yeah. And it's fun. It's blast. He's you know going to be eight, man. Oh, but anyway, and you know, once they get to a certain age, they don't want grandma and grandpa anymore. But right now, we're still he still wants to be around us, which right. is cool. Yeah. And so anyway go to get him after the uh, thing and uh, they tell us all hey we're not going to do this thursday because of bad weather and i'm like, wait a minute <laughs> 48 hours out okay according to james span 24 hours you can predict sure. weather yeah 48 hours you can predict some weather yeah you know but not really that good yeah and then 72 hours out no that's voodoo land right so all i'm thinking of is you guys are calling this what else are you going to do 48 hours before? I mean, and, uh, so yesterday yeah. they announced we're letting out school early tomorrow hmm. because of the plus, because of the potential for bad weather. Hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, Mark, have you heard this? I mean, is this like a, I feel like I'm out of touch because if not for the school, I wouldn't know about this. Yeah. I, it's happened before they started doing it with snow. Of course, you know yeah. that. And, and well, yeah. with, with tornadoes, it's a different thing. It's even more dangerous, right. but I've been watching this weather thing for a couple of days and I was looking at the maps last night. And then this morning, our, our friend, mm-hmm. James Spann, the meteorologist right. uh, posts this stuff online. And I was, I was looking at that and it looks like where I live, it's going to be bad. It's going to right. be, it's going to be a lot worse on the Mississippi state line, right. um, because it always is. It comes in from that yeah. direction and it's really rough in the Northwest corner of Alabama, but where you live right. now, it's going to rain. It's not going yep. to be the, and not from what I can tell. I no, mean, all I of the red is about from where I live and then to the West. So yep. eh. I know that's why I'm saying I, I get it, but you guys have taken this too far. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just, it, Again, I know we haven't, I, but the one thing I think of is we're already in February and we haven't had, um, any school things because of weather, you know, we right, haven't had yeah. a snow day or anything. Yeah. And so maybe they've, I'm sure they've got days built into the schedule. So rather than worry about it, I guess it's okay. Plan ahead, but it just is ridiculous. Why are we doing this? You know? Mm, so, yeah. and then I'm looking at the weather authority and I'm, is it, I'm making sure it's uploaded because showers today, severe storms likely tomorrow. All right, now this is on ABC 3340. It was posted yesterday. Yeah, yeah, severe thunderstorms you know, today. Yeah. Yes, but I'm, I'm like, why is it saying that? I'm when I go to there today. Okay, there we go. Storm timing, storm timing Thursday. But the headline, uh, it, they haven't changed it. Yeah, go to 3340.com. You'll see what I'm talking about. Huh. Okay. Well, yeah. big headline in red: showers today, severe storms likely tomorrow. Yeah, it's right there at the top of the front page. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure I'm not wrong. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Did, did I miss it? You know, yeah, but then you look at the you look at that map. Yeah, like it, like it's I was telling you, timing. That's right. And then you look at where right. where you live. Yeah, it's nothing. it's like yeah, it's it's tonight actually. Right. <laughs> yes, if at all, if Mark. at all, yeah, it, it's in the yellow. Uh-huh. Yellow is go outside and play. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like uh-huh. I said. Look where I live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're, you know, I'm you in the red. Well, 
go ahead and get the SS minnow out of dry dock, man. Right. You're going to need it. I'm going to prep the bunker right after the show. <laughs> <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and you've got a thing here that says the horrors of pocket dialing yes um <laughs> i think everybody's i don't know you, you, you've sat on the phone in the car and it's, you find out later somebody's trying to talk to you because you've called them you know oh yeah yeah <laughs> well there was a woman in the uk got a call from her daughter's phone and she heard terrified screams Oh, no. Screaming on the phone. So she dials 911. Oh, no. The UK equivalent of 911. It turns out the daughter (laughs) was at the movies. She was at a horror movie. Oh, man. And she she pocket dialed her mom. Wow. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You know, I think they're going to have a crime con booth set up for people who have done that, you know. But... That you know the number of times a criminal has called nine one one by accident, oh, and oh, oh, the, and they had the entire crime recorded. I've got it, several of them really? in here somewhere. Yep. And <laughs> that's great. It's like, yeah, I mean, they're listening to you know all the evidence you need is right here. You know, oh, man. and thing is, over the last ten years, you know, we've gone from having the well, when you look at it, the phone that I'm trying to remember when we really started getting our phones active like they are now, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, with, cause it wasn't the first iPhone because everybody didn't have it then. But now there's a generally accepted rule of thumb that if you've got a, ca- a phone, you've got a camera right. with video and mm-hmm. you know, it's just amazing how in today's society, if something takes place, you're going to have video of it too. You are, you are. And, that's what's amazing to me is you got criminals calling nine one one. All of a sudden, then nine one one can patch into the security film at what you know the security system at whatever address and go. Oh, we're we're watching a a real time crime. You wow. Know? And that's and that's the thing that gets me is we have these stories on a regular basis on yep. this show where people people commit crimes and there are cameras everywhere. Right. Yep. They just, it, it just amazes me that people think they can get away with things today I know. because ever, even these, uh, things lately in, uh, in the big cities where we're finding people that'll just strike out and beat somebody up on the street yeah. just for kicks, right? There are cameras everywhere. Yep. They always find these people that do oh, these yeah. things. What's funny is we, the United States of America are just catching up because great Britain has had these CCT cameras mm-hmm. they've had them everywhere for a long time. Yeah. And you and I've made jokes oh, about yeah. the cameras that we have here in the U S the government probably does have a way of spying oh, on all of us. Yeah. But our, our, our cam, our phone, it is a spy device. It we basically, is, you, know, yeah. you know, if, unless you've done something to the microphone on your phone, <laughs> they're listening. Okay. I'm not paranoid. They're listening. If, if you and your wife can have a conversation about buying a new air conditioner and you start seeing air conditioner ads on Facebook, you know, you're being listened to. Life radio.fm, the uh, Mark and Mac show and Mark, I, this is why I don't keep Facebook up when we're doing the show. Okay. <laughs> well, no, I actually was going to click off of it because I had it up when we were getting ready. And what did I see? But Sam Smith, you know, the entertainer, the, I guess he's a singer. I don't know. The only Sam Smith I remember was on star search back in the eighties when he won for like weeks and weeks and weeks on end mm, and then okay. released like one record and it was a moderate hit. And then he went away. Um, this Sam Smith is a gay guy or, 
maybe part of the, he's part of the LGBTQIA community. Okay. Very outspoken. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that did the um, devil show at the, yeah. um, award, yeah. the Emmy, uh, Grammys. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Ben Shapiro, uh, Ben Shapiro is an interesting cat, you yeah, know, he is. And this is, he's got a picture, uh, on, it's on Facebook and it's got a picture of Sam Smith this time though. Sam Smith isn't dressed like the devil. He's dressed like, um, like a, a spade, uh, you know, playing <laughs> in, card in, in that black outfit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I saw that. And yeah. this is, all right. This is what Ben Shapiro wrote. I like it when people who are crazy demonstrate that they're full scale crazy. So we can stop pretending they're not crazy <laughs> <laughs> over the weekend. Over the weekend, Sam Smith appeared at the Brit Awards dressed as a spade Mm. on a playing card with terrible gout. Mm. Uh, One of the nice things about people who actively stump on behalf of Satan is that they're not hiding the ball anymore. Satan most certainly approves of Sam Smith's aesthetic choices. I can understand no other rationale for dressing up like a deformed Big Hero 6. Uh, We're living in the Hunger Games now. That's what we've become. Thanks to Sam Smith for pointing that out. Wow. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. And then, you know, we had the comments about uh, Rihanna after the Super Bowl. And let me tell you, I saw, okay, the performance um, because I was watching the game. And I, LaDonna and I both gave it like, a, I don't know, a minute, you know, because it's like I wanted to see what she was going to do. They built this thing up so huge. And here she comes with all the symbolic stuff, okay? Mm. And, you know, I go down the crazy <laughs> path at times. You right? I've stopped going down the crazy path out loud in public for about eight years, five years now. I'll give it five. Let's see. Okay. Four years. <laughs> okay. Maybe it's only four minutes, but <laughs> anyway, you look at it, you know, I have gotten away from a lot of the conspiracy stuff because it really is crazy. Um, but for years, there has been chatter about a number of these artists, these musicians who sold their soul to the devil type thing, you know, mm, yeah. and they've said it out loud. As a matter of fact, and then you see the symbolism that they use in their videos and on TV. And when she comes out and does this whole big performance, my thing was either she's really out of shape or she's pregnant Mm. and she's pregnant. That's the whole thing. Yes. I didn't know because I don't care. I don't, you know. (laughs) And uh, so after we got past all this, the symbolism is what took me over. I actually... I didn't. And so I started looking at Rihanna pregnant, you know, mm-hmm. and she is. And I was like, okay, good for her. Boom. But I saw a couple of friends of mine that were championing how good she, they're big fans of hers and how she looked and all the things. And, um, what had happened was over the course of a couple of days, a lot of people have pointed out Rihanna and a career of recognizing Satan, a career of using the symbolism of the satanic church and things like that. Mm. And this friend of mine, she was merely commenting on a pregnant woman doing this kind of performance because she's pregnant. Right. And she's like, I'd have been out of breath before I could walk up the stairs. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't, you know, and that's what she was talking about. I know her. So I knew that's what she was talking about in anyway, but people have been writing her pretty hard. Really? Yeah. And because she was very complimentary and, and she said, I didn't, I wasn't paying attention. She, She doesn't, Look, man, unless you're down the rabbit hole with me, you're not going to know a lot of those symbolic things, you know? Sure, yeah. And and so it would just, you would actually see a performer in a red outfit, and you'd think, wow, she's kind of looking evil and scary there. Yeah. But she's pregnant. We'll give her a pass, you know? Right, yeah. And so anyway, 
That's your bottom line. It's crazy. Has they, they're not hiding anymore. They're not hiding the symbolism. No, they're, they're not. you know the one eye stuff. They're not hiding these things. Yeah. And I guess now you know for all those years where I was just dismissed as well, that's just crazy, Dave. Hey, Dave, how are the contrails today? You know right. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Hey, being right is not a bulletproof vest. That's why mm-hmm. I don't talk about these things anymore. Yeah. But I know we're shooting down UFOs about every eight minutes now. Right. And, and just to be clear. I haven't asked you about the contrails for years. They're actually chemtrails. So, yeah, I said contrails. It was wrong, but I wanted to see if you caught it. Oh, I caught it. LifeRadio.fm. Mark and Mac show. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. You know, uh, I don't know if you pay attention to this, Mark, but... uh, the Alabama University of Alabama, the Crimson Tide. When we think about them, we think Roll Tide football, right? Yes. Okay. Unbeknownst to many people in the great state of Alabama, the uh, university has actually been the uh, number one ranked team in the United States of America, the basketball team. Yeah, I did know that. Yeah. Okay. I didn't because I don't, I don't pay oh, attention oh, to I it anymore. I didn't know until the other day. I mean, it was like before the weekend, I saw this note about Alabama's number one. I said, Wait, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Until. <laughs> right. It's crazy. You know, just absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, because they don't do well when they're number one. They haven't been number one since like the early 2000s, I think 2002. Right. Something like that. Anyway, the bottom line is, you know, I, I hate that I didn't catch that, you know. And yeah. so I saw they were number. The only reason I saw that they were number one is because they lost last night to uh in knoxville yeah tennessee uh, to tennessee yeah. and anyway I mean, tennessee's ranked number 10 but it'll drop them out of number one it's just yeah. it, it's just congratulations i didn't know and yeah. i feel bad about not knowing yeah i mean i actually i the office i was in uh i spent 10 years in every year they did their uh the brackets right the basketball brackets and i i and i'm not a you, you've known me for a long time do i have a bracket right. bone in my body i uh, know no i don't i just it's just like that's just like me that would be like me asking you to to rank star trek films or star wars films or something it's like who cares right that's that's just me i just have never cared about it and right. uh so one year i just said eh, i put alabama in all this stuff, and they all they all <laughs> laughed at me and i'm like right eh, well <laughs> and then they turn around and i see this year wait a minute they are number one i know <laughs> And that's why, that's why, because see, I've been in my off time, I'm actually rereading, uh, Jim Valvano's book, uh, from, but you know, he died in 93 yeah. and he, yeah. anyway, before, after he was fired from North Carolina state, uh, six months after they gave him a lifetime contract, you know, he said they gave me a lifetime contract, then declared me legally dead. Um, <laughs> he, uh, Val, I've been reading Valvano's book and I'm telling you, I was in the ACC. I went to North Carolina state, you know, yeah. um, ACC football. We made a joke about it yesterday. It's like, dude, really? It's like, you're not on the same level as Alabama. You know, it's mm. like you have Alabama and then you had, like, I think I was talking to my son Tyler about that. It's like, we have been so spoiled with the football excellence in college here yeah. that it just be, it goes beyond what one, you can understand outside of the state. But when it comes to basketball, the ACC has been the you know for many uh, the go to place for basketball. But now you've got Alabama at number one. They've been trying for years to get it, their program together, and you know, congratulations, mm, man. Yeah. I, college is not like it was in the eighties. I think the eighties was 
the premier time for college basketball because back then you had players that actually did stay for their you know senior year that you would oftentimes see them like Ralph Sampson. He played all four years of Virginia. Uh, most players would play all four or at least three. They didn't go one year and drop. You know, they would mm. at least stay there through their junior year. And I think that's why college basketball in the eighties was so good. You know, Michael Jordan played through his junior year. Um, it was just, there was no benefit to stay his senior year. You know, you're yeah. drafting, you know, and that's, but now we got guys that will sign to play ball somewhere. They come out of high school, they play one year as a freshman and then declare for the draft. I mean, that's, that's why it's not as good as it was. But bottom line, I didn't even know Alabama was number one and until they pretty much lost it. So, yeah. Roll Tide. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And uh, <laughs> we were talking about this earlier, but I, I know we have a lot of folks that listen in and around the Birmingham metro area. Yeah. Mark and I talk about living outside the metro area it's right. choice you yeah. know and um it's so funny because we have this bad weather day today yeah for part of the state and we had chicken little running around okay all around <laughs> calhoun county telling us you know oh it's on tuesday yeah and so they're actually going to let they're going to let these kids out of school early today where mm-hmm. i live and i guess that's letting them out at one i don't know two hours early whatever I that is know. i now that I think about it, I I live in one of the red areas, right? And I don't know what they're doing with schools uh-huh. there. Huh. Gonna have to look it up. But yeah. the bottom line is that we have a certain number of days they put aside for bad weather, and uh, you know if they don't use them all, well, they're built into the year, you know. Yeah. And I that's all I can figure is that's why they jumped the gun to get out there early on, you know, calling it an early day. Uh, hmm. So I don't know. I I'm just. I'm in that zone of we're we're not even going to get we might not even get rain okay yeah in my area yeah and even if it does it'll be tonight right <laughs> so yeah because that that the, that map has changed just a little bit since we talked about it a while ago oh has it but yeah if, if you look at it now it's not broken into four different areas it's like three oh. different areas oh no yeah and uh, and it's still you're still in the yellow area and you're not yeah, going to see course. anything until you know between four p.m. and one a.m. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. You're just basically going to have a day today. <laughs> right. It's just rainy. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I mean, oh, my. <laughs> but <laughs> it's okay. You know what? If I was a kid, I would, I would be excited. So, oh, yeah. And, and I am that dad that when my kids were young, I just had a, they always figured since I, you know, being on the radio, we are always talking about the weather, you know, and the mm-hmm. forecast. And yeah. Mark and I have learned a lot over a career of, you know, doing joke radio we mm. have learned a lot about radio and you know we've learned about a lot about weather and traffic you know yeah, so yeah. we can tell you about and uh so my kids would always ask well what do you think dad you know when mm-hmm. i was a kid we'd always ask whatever relative we had in our family that actually had been living in an area at some point in their life that had snow you'd always ask them hey does yeah. it look like snow <laughs> kind of like granny's rheumatism medicine you know it's like uh, yeah. they just make it up yeah so <laughs> If I yeah. ask my brother, does it look like snow? He'll say, is it 10 below out there? I mean, because <laughs> yeah. he lives in Fairbanks. Wow. I mean, we fuss yeah. about it being 30 here. He's got it 30 below there. So, yeesh. That's just, I couldn't imagine. I no. really couldn't. I mean, no. I, 
I will tell you, I I live, I love living here because of our weather, but I can't imagine going from this as your brother did going from living in Alabama to living in Alaska. Well, and, and, and vice versa. I mean, one time he came home, he was stationed in Fairbanks when he was in the air force. That's when he Mm -hmm. fell in love with the area, by the way. And he thought, okay, so he didn't go up there like on a gold finding mission or no, no, he got stationed there in the air force. And because he's always been the outdoors guy. Mm-hmm. It's all about the outdoors, right? right. You know, and so yeah. he just fell in love with the area. He comes home for a visit one time, and uh, as we're driving back to the house from the airport, and it's in the summertime, it's like June, July. It's mm-hmm. it's in the nineties. It's muggy, very hot, and he walks out of the airport to this wall of humidity, <laughs> and it's like holy smokes. And back then, I'm driving this little Volkswagen Carmen Ghia, you know, that's barely Ooh. got room for his suitcase in the back seat and stuffing us in the two front seats. No air, no air conditioning, right? And he's talking about, gosh, it's hot. You know, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. hot. And you know what? It's weird to see trees <laughs> because I, it didn't occur to me, but he has been living in this place where nothing gets very tall. The trees don't get very big because it gets so stinking cold in the wintertime. Right. It kills so much stuff off. Is this just weird to see trees? And <laughs> I never thought about that before. I didn't either. Yeah. Until you're saying it right now, that never <laughs> occurred to me. <laughs> Life Radio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show. We were talking about just different weather stuff, you know, because um, those of you in the uh, Alabama area today or in the southeastern part of the U.S., there's a lot of, uh, you know, crazy weather right yeah. now. Um, and we do have a couple of uh, seasons uh, that we can experience in the same week. Uh, right now, though, it's, I know it's February 16th, okay? But what we're going through, it's more like, april you know it's yeah we've got warm temperatures and what have you and um i mentioned the other day they on tuesday they said hey we're not going to do after school activities on thursdays due to the bad weather and i even then i was like dude you can't predict it that close you know and it looks mm-hmm. like my area is not even going to get any now other than maybe rain tonight yeah. uh, mark where mark lives actually could get severe but yeah bottom line we mark was talking about his brother being in alaska and you were telling me about there's an area up there where it's like it's 24 hours a day of dark or 24 hours a day of sunlight, right? Yeah. Once you get above the Arctic Circle, you know, yeah. you, you you get into an area where the yeah. at, at there are certain times of the year you get sunlight all the time or you mm-hmm. get darkness all the time, right? And uh, I've been That's watching cool. been watching these videos uh, by a a couple that lives in um, in Slavbard. Um, right. it's, it's a Norwegian area above okay. the Arctic circle. It's the northernmost city in, it's not, that's not the city, but, uh, anyway, <laughs> it is, if you the, go any further, you're going South. We, well, you're 800 miles from, <laughs> you're 800 miles from the North pole Yeah, is where you are. Right. And but uh, anyway, they have sunlight all day. I mean, yeah, in the summertime, I mean, it's, yeah, it's light all wow. it's 24 hours a day. And for two or two to three months in the wintertime, it's dark all the time. Well, you know, in, there's a movie with um, Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock called mm-hmm. The Proposal. Yeah. It had Betty White in it, Craig T. Nelson. Um, anyway, good movie. Um, and he, because he was in, um, the, his Ryan Reynolds family was from Sitka, Alaska. Yeah. And they had one of those things where the sun, you know, during the certain times of year where the, they had 24 hours of sunlight. Yeah. And 
they were out um, doing like a, uh, uh, because Ryan and, and Sandra Bullock's characters were getting married, so they took Sandra Bullock out for like a ladies, uh, what do they do? Mm, the Yeah. Bachelorette party. Right. And um, anyway, but while they're out there at night at the bachelorette party, uh, Sandra Bullock's character goes out on the deck just to get some fresh air, right? Yeah. And it's like afternoon. Yes, know? yes. Like, oh, it messes with you. Even right. As a, even as you're watching the movie, yeah. it messes with you. And I yeah. thought, that's... So when um, they, they go home, they're going back to bed that night, Ryan Reynolds is in the room, and it's still daylight, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's time for bed. It's the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, I'm wondering, okay, how do you do this? And he, <laughs> he clicks this little remote control, and these curtains drop. Yeah. And they're blackout curtains. Yes. And and it did darken the room, but yeah. your body would still be saying, "I know it's light outside." Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, yeah. Is that something you could ever get used to? I wonder. Um, apparently so. Uh, I've been watching these videos um, by this uh, this couple that lives in uh, in Svalbard, and they yeah. they uh, it, the one I watched yesterday was about summer, what life right. is like in the summer, and yeah. the girl that's that hosts the videos goes swimming. Mm-hmm. In the background are mountains with snow, right? Uh, on the shoreline, there's snow, uh. and she put they put the temperature on the screen. It's forty five degrees in the summer, and outside the water temperature is thirty six. And she's swimming. She's swimming. They're not human. Well, That's she, really. well, she takes a dip and then gets back out again, and then she gets back in. She gets herself acclimated and stays in for a little bit, and then gets out again. And yeah. but the thing is that. It's it, when she goes to bed, she talks about she's going to bed and she's she's talking about how uh, her hubby is has decided he's he wants to go out for you know, in the boat, going to take the dog to the shore, that kind of thing, because they're they're on a boat. And right. and she it looks like she's going to take a nap in the afternoon. Right. Because right. the sun is still up and it's still light. And she's talking about how difficult it is to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, you know, they sell these masks, these blackout masks. You should just get one of those and a noise machine and just deal with it. But what she said was in the wintertime, it's very easy because it's always dark and you right. all in your body is wanting to go to sleep. All you have right. to do is go get still somewhere. You're going to go yeah. to sleep in the summertime. It's very difficult to sleep. Wow. And, it, and rest is a terrible thing because because the you, you just with all that light, it's very difficult to sleep. And so, you know, if half your year is spent in misery, I'm moving. Yeah. <laughs> Life Radio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And Mark, there uh, has been a number of stories about lost dogs and cats, you know, being reunited with, uh, you know, I don't want to call them owners because if you have that kind of family member, you know, four legged kind, right, and they go missing, it's owner seems to be a, I don't know, the wrong term, but right. any way you look at it. We do own pets, meaning that we own them, we're responsible for them, and we, if we don't take care of them, we can be in trouble. Right. Lost dog walks 10 miles. Yeah. A dog who went missing from her new home in Texas was found two days later after walking 10 miles to her former shelter and ringing wow. the doorbell. 
This sounds like something that would happen to Stuart, the comic book store owner, you know, on Big Bang. It's like, I had a rescue dog one time that left and went back to the shelter. <laughs> the Animal Rescue League of El Paso said a recently adopted dog named Bailey went missing from her new home in late January. Bailey turned up two days later when she found her way back home to the Animal Rescue League, about 10 miles away from her new adopted home in the middle of the night. Loretta Hyde says uh, at 1.42 in the morning, she's ringing the doorbell like, I'm home. The shelter staff received an alert from the facility's ring doorbell and checked the camera to see Bailey waiting to be let inside. Hyde said the staff rushed to the shelter and brought uh, Bailey inside. Uh, Ms. Hyde says uh, she slept so hard the whole night. The next morning, she was like, you can serve my breakfast over there. I'll get it in a minute. I'm still resting. So three days without food and water. I mean, she was making up for her rest. Bailey was reunited with her new family. And Ms. Hyde says wow. it was such a happy ending for all of us. I'm going to be honest, Mark. If I rescue, if I get a rescue dog and bring them into my home, and the first sign that they can get out of the door, they take off and head back to the shelter. I, you know, hey, <laughs> you guys just got you a a new mascot. Okay? That's right. And I'm not going to have a shelter dog do that to me. Let's talk refund. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's funny and yeah. bad at the same time. But it is the, she, the one that says it's a happy ending for all of us. Do you really think the family wants the dog back after oh. being humiliated <laughs> like that? Well, I don't know. I don't know. But how long was she in the shelter if she considers it home? That's the thing. How long was the dog at the shelter? How many times did this dog get close to the needle? That's what I want to know. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and you know um over the last couple of well the tic tac ufo yes is what is oftentimes referred to as the start of the new ufo pressure you know right yeah um of the government being pressured to release more information or however you want to look at it but in our lifetime mark you know there have been several times where um the people of the united states have wanted uh, the government to show us what they know about UFOs. Hmm. Jimmy Carter, yeah. when he was in the Navy, filed yeah. a UFO report, and yeah. he said, if elected, I will release our information on UFOs. Right. Bill, uh, Bill Clinton said the same thing. Yeah. I will, I'll release it, and neither one of them did. Right. And there have been shows on television, Project Blue Book in the 70s, X-Files in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I mean, there have been things over time. Um, and, of course, the History Channel and A&E, they kind of own that thing now oh, boy, either we're, ever, yeah. we're either digging holes in the earth looking for treasure or looking in space for treasures <laughs> i mean <laughs> or ancient astronauts or whatever yep but the bottom line is we've been looking you know skyward and in the last couple of weeks there's been a lot to look at apparently yeah but when i saw the headline on this mark i thought these are the types of excuses we get you know swamp gas weather balloon now an asteroid enters mm-hmm. Earth's atmosphere and creates a light show over the English Channel. Yeah, and, and this is one of those things that there had been news reports in the in the week prior saying mm-hmm. that we have an asteroid heading towards our atmosphere, and and there, it, I, it's funny the news media does this to produce fear to, right. because they want people to read and and yeah. watch and listen. Oh, we could all die. Well, no. This actually happens fairly frequently. You know, it's not right. an unusual thing. You know, we just don't hear about it that much because, right. eh, 
you know. Well, a small asteroid illuminated the night sky over England and France early Monday morning when it burned up while plunging through the Earth's atmosphere. The European Space Agency and NASA's Center for Near-Earth Object Studies said the object, which has uh, been called S- uh, SAR-2667 by researchers, had been detected earlier and marked the seventh time in history that an asteroid strike was accurately predicted by scientists. Wow, astero- seven whole times, huh? Mm-hmm. The asteroid was seen over the English Channel just before 3 a.m. local time Monday morning. The fireball was caught on video from multiple locations as it put on a colorful light show in the sky. The ESA said the asteroid measured about three and a half feet in diameter before it entered the atmosphere. Wow. Wow, that's small. I would yeah. have expected it to be much bigger. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and that's the thing is they, yeah. they, we get these news reports from time to time. Yeah. It says large object scene. It's going to yeah. pass by close by earth and uh, yeah, close by. All right, fine. What's close Up to a hundred thousand miles. Yeah. So a hundred thousand miles away is only smokes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How funny. Yeah. I'm just thinking, did somebody at NASA go, Hey, can you give me Bruce Willis's number? Just in case. <laughs> Uh, no, sir. He's retired. That's Ooh. okay. Just get him dressed up. <laughs> Put the suit on him again. Yeah. <laughs> Mark and Mac mornings only on liferadio.fm. Liferadio.fm. Mark and Mac show. Just cruising along, singing a song side by side. You know, Mark. <laughs> All right, Mark. Very quickly. Earlier, um, I was talking about a friend of mine who's pregnant who yeah. was talking about Rihanna's halftime show at the Super Bowl. Right, yeah. And how she caught a lot of backlash because she was talking about how, because Rihanna's pregnant, and how she was capable of pulling off this halftime, 13-minute-long halftime show, you know, high energy and all that. Oh, yeah. And she was talking specifically about that, not about the content of what was going on, right, just yeah. the fact that she was. And, you know, from I, I, and I was kind of surprised that she did. I know who she, you know, I know she's a believer and blah, sure, blah, blah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she did catch backlash for it because mm-hmm. people were, you're, you know, it was, it was one of those moments where I felt bad for somebody because she opened up a can that she didn't plan on. Yeah. And anyway, so she had to clarify it. Well, I started looking around a little bit and somebody was talking about how, uh, Rihanna during the course of her halftime show, she actually made the triangle symbol with mm-hmm. her hands, yeah. you know, an Illuminati thing. Yeah. And she's done this forever. Okay. Yeah. It's not new, but, um, I noticed that somebody had put it up on TikTok, and they say, why is nobody talking about this show? And it, it's showing the, uh, the yeah. big screen at the Super Bowl and all that doing the symbol. It's like, because if you go and watch the performance on YouTube, that part's edited out. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. So you edit out this symbol. I mean, that's weird. Yeah. So that's that odd. Is yeah. fascinating that, you know, they tell us, Hey man, don't you're making stuff up, you yeah. know, stop. Yeah. And then it's like, well, okay. If they took the time to edit it out, <laughs> it meant something. Yeah. Just say yeah, exactly. Well, back, I was the one going, stop making it up. Yeah. Come on. Well, back to being out of breath. Um, <laughs> I, I, it wasn't an issue. She really, she probably was out of breath because a lot of people have said, you know, 
her voice was on, but she wasn't moving her mouth. Right. You know, yeah. she lip synced so much of that performance. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. how dare you say something like that? Uh, well, I dare yeah. because I just look. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know, there's the uh, Ashley Simpson on Saturday Night Live. You know, mm-hmm. that was one of the big voice things, you know, yeah. where she was. <laughs> anyway, but the other one is. Did you know, you know, Whitney Houston, when she sang the national anthem at the Super Bowl Holy cow. in uh, yeah. 1991, yeah. and it was at the height of her uh, singing, you know, mm-hmm. just wow. And it was, we had just gone through the Gulf War, yep. and, you know, it was all about, our, you know, our troops went in there in a hundred, yeah, yep. you know, however many days, just right. boom, it was amazing. Um, and the thing is, is that because of the way, it works in in singing in a stadium. Oh, there is a delay. It's so and t- so it's, it's singing nothing. It's difficult just talking. Right. Yeah. And so what they do is in her in Whitney Houston's she actually did record the super the national anthem for the Super Bowl and then lip syncing it mm. on TV. The thing is the reason hers is so powerful is you know they had cameras right up there on her. Yeah. And she was singing along with herself. Right. And the reason it is so powerful is the camera that was on her on the field was picking up her vocal as she's singing to herself. Hmm. That's why it sounds a yeah. little bit, it yeah. sounds powerful. Yeah. And she talked about it later that she just really got into it in, in the moment yeah. when she's looking around and you're seeing men and women in the military and the stars and stripes in this yeah. patriotic moment of yeah. just, wow. And that's why, if you go back and watch it, that's why it is so powerful is... Yeah. She added her live vocal to the recording. I just remember, I think it was Kevin Terryberry, our buddy Kevin Terryberry. Yeah. I think he, we were talking about singing the national anthem at baseball games. And he said, right. he said, that's the, that's the most horrible, worst experience. Yeah. <laughs> because you, you, it's like a second later, you hear your voice right. come bouncing back, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> that you can't do it without in ears, you know those in ear right. monitors. You have to have in ear monitors, a wireless pack, and all that other stuff to be able to do it. Otherwise, you just can't keep up with it. It's just right. It's playing games with you. And I know yeah. from us doing stuff with uh, with the uh, minor league baseball with the Birmingham Barons, standing out on the on the pitcher's mound with a microphone talking to the people. I mean, after a few seconds, it starts really doing really weird tricks on your brain. It's just, it's weird. You just, have, what, you have to figure out how to tune it out and just focus right. on what you're saying. You know, it's really That's strange. why the Lou Gehrig, you know, when we talk, yes. it's always his today, today, today. Uh-huh. I yeah. consider myself. Yeah. And it, because that is how it is. It's just, it is crazy. It is. And Derry Berry was funny. To yes, he that. was. liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and you know mark it just hit me we had a story a little while ago um about the dog a shelter pet yes. who had been adopted by a new family and two days later he he escaped the new family you know <laughs> and went back <laughs> 10 miles away yeah it just sounds like something made up right right i mean it just sounds like a made-up story it's not i've been i went ahead i thought i'm gonna see because it just sounded fake to me Mm -hmm. and so i'm looking around and like no it's right there yep i'm like what would that do to you if you go to you know (laughs) you get a shelter pet you're giving this pet a new life and they look at you and you know they're supposed to be your best friend and they look at you Mm -hmm. and go go to sleep i'm out of here you know (laughs) they look at your house and say 
Yeah, mm. things were better at the shelter. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm thinking. And what would that do to you and your yeah. spouse if you're looking around, looking at one another, going, we couldn't even keep a shelter pet? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> ran away. I mean, you know the old saying, it's not it's not you, it's me. No, it's definitely you. It's yeah. Me, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and you know oh man i meant to ask you about this yesterday yeah. and totally forgot all right here's the headline polish mother of seven successfully gives birth to quintuplets wow now, you know before we move into that there's a, a, a i think a very healthy movement about on uh, social media mm -hmm. of models and i'm putting that in air quotes women who are professional models or have been in their earlier life you know and they have, uh, they're known for their physical attributes. Yeah. Um, and many of them, um, trying to help, uh, women with a positive self image have mentioned, yeah, this is airbrush. That's not what I really look like. You know, mm -hmm. a number of them have said this out now. Well, there was an article yesterday and it was, um, Oh, what is the, I don't know any supermodel names. Okay. I okay. just don't. But she is a supermodel. She's been on Sports Illustrated <laughs> Swimsuit Issue and all these others. And she's had a couple of kids. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, she's had twins. She had uh, one child and then she had twins. And so she posted a picture um, of herself onto uh, Snapchat, Twitter, whatever. Mm -hmm. And in the picture, it shows her um, she's kind of grabbing. And she's in good shape. Okay. She's not like one of the thousand pound sisters or anything. Okay. But. She took a picture of holding her belly fat, okay? Like pinching it together to yeah, make it yeah, look, yeah, yeah. you know. And she just talked about what it is like. She's had three kids, you know, twins and another child in a very short period of time. And the weight just doesn't come off the way you think it would, you know. Yeah, and yeah. everything changes. And it was a body image thing about being comfortable in your own skin, realizing wow. that a lot of what you see and compare yourself to is not real. Yeah. And I thought... That's heroic, hmm. you know, Yeah, that somebody who is known for their physique, what they look like, right. actually taking the time to share the truth. Yeah. And, uh, Welcome to the real being, world. Yeah. Yeah. Being the, the father of two daughters, knowing how self-image plays them, oh, you know, yeah. it's a lot worse for girls than it is for guys. I will yeah, tell you that. That's why Instagram is so dangerous for young ladies. Oh, it really it is. is. Yeah. And again, I, I don't. I'm not going to go down that path. I think we all know this, yeah. that it really, you know, it's just, I'm glad. I'm glad that some women have really taken it upon themselves to make a difference because that's going to, that one picture, all I could think of is going to be so much more helpful because you know, you know how your wife acts after she's had the baby, mm. you know, they act like they're, they feel fat and unappealing. And, yeah. you know, it's like as yeah. their husband, it's your job, our job to make them not feel that way about themselves. Right. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Anyway. I, that was the first thing I thought of when I saw this Polish mother of seven. Yeah. Holy moly. You yeah. Know? <laughs> she, she was a Polish mom who already had seven kids was success has successfully given birth to premature quintuplets. My goodness. The two boys and three girls were born through cesarean section Sunday, uh, in the pregnancy's 28th week weighing between wow. 710 and 14 kilograms or grams. That is 25 to 49 ounces. They were all put in incubators and given breathing support, but doctors said they're all doing fine, giving, uh, given their premature wow. birth. The Quint's mom, Dominica Clark, 
told a news conference in Krakow Tuesday that she was feeling much better than I expected. Wow. If, if you have a system, calm approach, a positive attitude, then it's possible to have a really cool life with such a large bunch of children, she says. Wow. Clark and her British husband's other children are aged between 10 months and 12 years and include two pairs of twins. Wow. Wow. So two pairs of twins and a set of quintuplets. Wow. Okay, we'll be seeing these people show up on Guinness Book World of Records books pretty soon, you know? As soon as they sign the deal for the reality show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're going to need that just to pay for food. Yeah. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show. You know, Mark, doing this show over the years, I've learned a lot. Yeah. I'm, for real, I'm not being jokey like that, but it's just like I did not know what an african serval is yeah i it just people talk about it like they already know what they're talking about mm -hmm. i didn't and so i would listen and try to figure out what it was and until i actually googled it i had no clue man. right so when the headline says african serval on the loose in arizona <gasps> are we talking bigfoot are we talking you know <laughs> <laughs> some sort of weird snake yeah, what is it right no it's a cat it's a big uh, cat but it's not like lion or tiger size big it's just a big three foot tall cat <laughs> right a woman is asking residents of an arizona community to keep an eye out for her unusual escaped pet it's an african serval crystal baroga of i hope that's i pronounced that properly but i'm <laughs> gonna move ahead anyway of nevada said her three-year-old serval bagheera escaped through a window last week in uh in, in awatuki foothills near chandler she says i assume she heard a bird and she tried grabbing it or getting it she made a hole and that's how she got out neighbors have spotted bagheera wandering the area and some initially mistook her for a bobcat let's see that's how big these things are local authorities said bagheera is a legal pet in arizona Baroga said her pet is vaccinated, chipped, and declawed. She says she's harmless. She's not going to eat your cats or fight your dogs. She's very loving, but she does hiss and tries to look aggressive if you come to her. Baroga mm -hmm. said she's worried that uh, for the serval safety with coyotes in the area. She said it's it's like losing my own child. Like, well, no, it's not. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> hello. Everything's relative here, you know. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, wow, man. I mean, I. I was familiar with serbals because here we go again. I've watched those videos from down at uh, Orlando, the Gatorland videos, right? right? And yeah. that that park, they have an African serval as as mm -hmm. one of the attractions. And I've watched okay. them play with that thing and throw a ball in the air, and this thing jumps like six to eight feet off the ground to get this Yikes. catch, snag this ball out of the air with its claws. Yeah, and I, I'm just thinking you're going to make a pet out of that yeah it's bigger than the average household dog i mean yeah. yikes i'm a little concerned for the cat though because you're talking about not that it's been vaccinated i mean but chipped and declawed now mm. if oh, you have a pet nice. that is yeah. chipped and again we're going back down the path why can't i looked this up the other day you know the rfid <laughs> tracking chips i'm yes. just saying you know <laughs> we need I, to have that i know you want to low jack pets yeah, I'm just telling you the tech. The technology's not there yet. It's just it not. is. They just mark. They're just hiding it. I know. They're hiding the technology just like they're hiding it's, the hoverboard. It's technology. in the same it's warehouse. The same I know. Yes. yes, it's it. Right, right. Patterson Air Force Base. Uh -huh. There you go. Look it up. Fine. Life Radio. 
Mark.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And you know, Mark. <laughs> yes. Underwater kiss world record broken um, for Valentine's Day. That's the headline. Yeah. Now, are we talking a Guinness Book of World Records here? Well, now that you mention it, yes. What is that? Okay. There you it's, go. A, it's a major award. <laughs> Shucks, I wouldn't have known that. It looks like a lamb. A South African woman and a Canadian man traveled to the Maldives to break the Guinness World Record for the longest underwater kiss ahead of Valentine's Day. Beth Neal, she's 40, and her fiancé, Miles Cloutier, he's 33, locked lips underwater in the Maldives on February 4th and kissed underwater for four minutes and six seconds. Hmm. The couple broke the previous world record held by Michel Fucarino and Eliza Lazina, <laughs> who uh, kissed underwater for three minutes and 24 seconds in 2010. The couple said their successful record attempt came after three days of practicing. They took on the record in the pool at the Lux South Ari Atoll Resort. Uh-huh. Okay. An underwater record. Four minutes and six seconds is a <laughs> long time to hold your breath for anything. Yeah? Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking, Mark. Yep. And it hurts. It just hurts. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun if the backstory for this was that they fought the whole time up until this had to happen? They, <laughs> they had a disagreement about something, and they they plowed through anyway, and they won. Be like if they were the couple on the Andy Griffith show that they were really nice to everybody in their yes. world, but would they argue with one another? <laughs> and so Andy fixes it so they're loving towards one another, but they hate everybody else. You That's know? right. Yeah. There you go. And now fish That's, won't come near them. Yeah. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac show, cruising along, just playing the hits, trying to be cool, man. Mm-hmm. That is us in a nutshell. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> All right, Mark. Um, yes. <laughs> man reportedly set his own car on fire. Yes. I, this kind of qualifies. Wow. <laughs> this kind of qualifies for this. <laughs> yeah. A man accused of arson told Bloomington, Indiana police. He set a car on fire to, to, to discourage people from stealing it. Wow. Police responded to a report of a suspicious person just after midnight on February 12th. An officer said he found a man standing next to a 1998 Buick that was on fire. The man, identified as Austin Bristow, he's 26, reportedly told an officer the vehicle was his, and he set it on fire to stop people from stealing items inside of it. (laughs) Come on, It's death therapy, Bob. It works every time. As, 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 As police were talking to to Bristow, the car became engulfed. It's okay, in Gil. We're almost there. We're almost there, Gil. <laughs> they, as police were talking to Bristow, the car became engulfed in flames, and the fire caused several small explosions. At one point, Bristow reportedly said, "I hope the explosions would be bigger." <laughs> as he watched the vehicle burn, court documents state Bristow started the fire by cutting the fuel line, dumping gas and oil onto the car, and setting a bandana on fire, and then throwing it into the trunk. <laughs> the police officer's account <laughs> says uh, Austin then stated that if there was nothing left of the vehicle, then there would be nothing left to steal. 
Mm. Police arrested Bristow on a preliminary charge of arson. When searching him, they found several packed syringes and a yellow powder he identified as benzodiazepine. He huh. was then booked on arson plus additional wow. charges of unlawful possession of a syringe, hypodermic needle, and controlled substance. Yeah. And his car registration was out. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to admit, his logic is flawless. If there's nothing left of the vehicle, there's nothing left to steal. This is your brain. <laughs> <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know mark i think i've told you this before but if not bear with me i was um at a dollar general i can tell you exactly well no i'm not going to because it doesn't matter (laughs) i was at a dollar general and i'm sitting right out front and i was it was one of the things where i was answering a text message before i went in the store it was probably one of those things where i hey before i left i told Ladonna, i'm going to the store if you need anything let me know and she starts saying well i need this i need this okay baby text it to me so i'll have the list okay right. yeah yeah and i got to the store and apparently you know the list was too long to send in a text so you know <laughs> anyway <laughs> which if it's too if it's more than three items go yourself you know <laughs> anyway <laughs> i digress so i'm sitting there before i go in and i watch this young guy uh he goes into the store and like i said i'm sitting there making sure of my text and getting ready to go in i see him go in and within very short period of time i see him come out with nothing. And it's one of those things where it looks suspicious. Okay. Mm, yeah. Something wasn't right. So I immediately got out and went inside because I thought, did he rob them? What, what happened? And I wanted to make sure there wasn't, you know, a dead clerk on the floor. Right. And I went in and I said, is everything okay? And she goes, well, that guy that just left here, he tried to, uh, try to use a fake hundred dollar bill Ooh. To, to buy some stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, well, Call, did you call the police? Well, you know, um, anyway, they let him leave with it. Oh, huh. and it, the reason was it was just they were caught off guard. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And he grabbed his money and he left. Hmm. And normally, I mean, they would hold on to it, call the police or whatever, I guess. I don't know what the rule of thumb is, but usually it's not to engage with a criminal, you know? Right, yeah. Um, like if they pull a gun, give them whatever they want kind of thing. Mm. And I don't know what the training is, but the bottom line is I actually saw this take place. And my first thought was. If it was a real hundred dollar bill, okay. If if or if I thought it was rather, if I'm shopping and I have a hundred dollar bill and I go to spend it, they say that's not real. We're not taking that. I'm we. The world has stopped spinning for a moment. Right. We're calling the law. Yeah. Because you're not taking my money. You're claiming it's fake. I just got this from yeah. you know yeah. wherever. Right. That's what uh, that's what you would do, right? Yeah. I mean, exactly. Yeah. I I would need to know, but. That didn't take place. This guy, he went in, they reject, and he just left with the money. Wow. So yeah. you know it was, you know, yeah. criminal all the way around. I, it's been my uh, my experience over the course of life that a, a retail establishment does not hand that back to you. It, nope. You know, they, they take a step back and say, I'm sorry, but this is not real. Actually, what, first off, they'll call a manager, but at Dollar right. General, there's only like one person working. So, yeah. you know, you got one person working. They're usually right. in the back stocking the toilet paper while you're trying to check out. <laughs> that's right. So Which, I'm not really sure, you know, <laughs> that's why they added the self checkouts. <laughs> 
What figured, do you, think? you know what? Yeah. Might slow down the thievery. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Or, it's or, like a speed bump, you know? Or it speeds up the stocking the shelves. Because Could be. <laughs> nobody has to come to the register to check you out. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah of course, it, uh, all the other people who don't plan on checking out, that plan on thieving, they just now walk by and act like they're checking stuff out. Yeah. Any way you look at it, the right. bottom line is I wouldn't do that. If I had money. No. And they said it was fake. Again, mm, I we're would, calling in the law. I would want to know. I, yeah, I'd want to talk to police. Mm-hmm. I'd want to get it. Yeah. I wanted, I'd want my name cleared. No, I don't. Yes. yes, that's the thing. Well, I wonder where he got the money. I mean, I know. did he? Well, he, he, printer. he probably knew. Yeah, he may have printed it himself. There's a guy in Poland who got arrested recently for allegedly printing his own money. But he didn't use his own computer. He broke into somebody's house. <laughs> to try to use their computer to make counterfeit money (laughs) wow a neighbor reported seeing a suspicious vehicle parked in the woods behind the the residence and the police showed up to check it out and caught the guy (laughs) wow mark yeah i mean this is lex luther jr that is smart (laughs) holy free holies man Think about it. Yeah. They accuse you of it, and they're like, we want to search your house. We're going to find the source of this. Uh-huh. Go ahead. You know, it ain't in my house. Yeah, right. Wow. Mm. That just, I mean, he's a stupid criminal. He's a criminal nonetheless, but yes, still, that's a pretty well-thought-out crime. Yeah. I think that should earn him more time in jail. Mm-hmm. Maybe so. Like The thing is that how, how did he know they had all the right stuff? I mean, don't you have to have the right kind of printer and everything to make that feasible? <laughs> I mean, Again, now now we're now we're peeling the scab. You know, yes, I don't know. Yes, we are. I, <laughs> mm-hmm. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show, and you know, Mark, I've told you that for whatever reason, I had a couple of days in a row. Well, probably a month, but anyway, you look at it, I would wake up and as I was starting my normal routine, mm. I would hear an Andy Gibbs song in my head <laughs> and I was never even an Andy Gibb fan, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the documentary on and about the Bee Gees and told you about it because it was right, really yeah. well done. And I learned a lot about the Bee Gees. I gained a lot of respect for mm-hmm. the Bee Gees after that, that bio. And, and it's not like Andy Gibb was a big part of it. He was a segment of it, you know, but yeah. Why am I hearing his song in my head when mm-hmm. I wake up? I it just can't I replace it with Amazing Grace or anything right. else? Yeah. Oh my. So you would think yeah, we hear all this music. We're working at a radio station. And, yes. And you have all these random songs. And since you talked about that the other day, I've realized that the last couple of days I've I have been absently hearing. I find myself humming along to the the Hall and Oates song Man Eater. Oh, I hate that song. And I'm not a big fan either. It's just stuck in my head. And here's the reason. It's probably in a TV commercial or something that I've seen a million times in the last month or so. And it's just, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know why. No. Yeah. Oh, Mark. Oh, Mark. Now you're freaking me out, man. Talking about hating a song. There's new research from New York University that finds that people can determine whether or not they like a song after they listen to it for only a few seconds. The researchers okay. had participants listen to over 250 songs, as well as excerpts that lasted 5, 10, or 15 seconds. They found out the length of the clip did not change the person's preference. They could tell within just a few seconds whether they liked a song or not. Wow. I, wow. I, I kind of see that. Hey, 
I think that, that, that says everything, don't you? <laughs> and then Wrong. there's... Pack my bags. <laughs> Last night, pre-flight. Zero hour. Zero hour. <laughs> How did you know? 9 a.m. <laughs> and I'm going to be... <sighs> and I'm going to oh, be... Oh, gosh. High. Wow. <laughs> Uh, that's enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Help, Mark. I'm wide and I can't get down. <laughs> Got two left feet planted on the ground. <laughs> I'm sorry. Y'all have a great day. Bye. Ah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kill this. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show. Weekday mornings on LifeRadio.fm. <laughs>